This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Greg and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that is profitable. I'm Alan from Pixel Partners HQ, and here is my co-host, Greg, from Studio One Design. How are you, Al? I'm awesome, mate. I'm awesome. We're a little bit, excellent. We're a little bit off schedule this week, aren't we? We, we, we are. couldn't record on, on our usual Tuesday, and uh, here it is on Thursday, and, and we're still on it. We don't skip it. We just reschedule it, right? Exactly, exactly. So uh, what have you been up to, buddy? Massive clean-outs here, Greg. Mate, I'm... Uh, I'm looking at doing some some renovations to the house where my office is and building a bigger office space and studio for myself because at the moment the office and the studio are in two different locations. But what it means is to actually get the construction work done is I have to do a massive purge of things that have built up for a long time and it's really scary when you start (laughs) doing it how much you can actually throw away, you know, things that... That are kept for for no good reason. Um, I have a I have a pretty simple rule, you know. If it if I've stored it for longer than six months, if it co- if it costs less than twenty dollars to replace and it has no sentimental value, I don't even think about it. I throw it in the bin. Got you know, it. And, yep. and I try and apply that all the time. Yep. But uh, you know, it's very easy for things to to build up. It's easier said than done. Yeah. It's amazing how often things build up when you turn around and it's like, oh, where'd all that come from? <laughs> well, you we, know, it's it's not that I made a decision to store things. It's that I didn't make a decision to throw it away. Yeah, yeah, and understood. I think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's the, the yeah. thing that a lot of people have a problem with is they go, do I want it? Do I not want it? Oh, I don't know, so I'll just keep it. Yeah, well, we're in the process of building a new house at the moment. So, and, you know, we're in a smaller house than that. We came from a bigger house to a small house temporarily while we're building the, the other house. So, we're, yeah, we're in a bit of turmoil. We've just got stuff everywhere. It's a bit of a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a big thing, you know, time, time to purge maybe. And, and it's finding the time to purge. You know, you really have to do it as these items go in front of you on a daily basis. Otherwise, they do build up. Yeah, but it's hard because we're we're storing a lot of things for the new house, you know what I mean? So it's it's quite messy to to purge. It's not like we're not hoarders at all and my wife is extremely good at throwing things out or selling things on eBay if we don't haven't used them for a while. But uh, yeah, just when you're about to move house, it's hard to hard to purge. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But definitely. Cool, mate. All right, well, mate, we've got a newsworthy topic, I guess we, we would call it today. What, what are we talking about? Yeah, well, I mean, Google's announced, you know, this year basically that it's the way it, it indexes websites will be indexing mobile first. So this determines how it ranks a website. So instead of just the old way, which was to rank just the desktop version, and then, you know, they've introduced a rank in the mobile version as well. Now they're going to be ranking a website based on the fact of how well the the mobile version of the website, you know, loads and, and is user-friendly and all those sort of things. So I just thought today we'd talk about, you know, some ways to improve your website to speed it up and improve conversions on a, on a mobile. Yeah, look, you know, this is nothing new, right? Like Google has been hinting for a very, very, very long time that, you know, mo- mobile is important, that, that they want to give 
mobile it's time you know in the sun you know because at the end of the day people scrambled to to build websites and then mobile devices became prevalent and when you look at the data of things like social media and other apps how many people are actually using mobile devices as their primary browsing interface you'd be crazy not to to do this stuff yeah absolutely absolutely so yeah and look you know internet is getting faster on mobile so there's going to be even more focus on it so yeah today yeah i just thought i'd start off with you know i mean that we've kind of talked about what it is and and why it's important and you know i think one of the most important things and like mind you google have about 200 things in their algorithm that rank a website but site speed is one of the you know the extremely important ones so you know, and it's a really hard thing to, to get right to, to make sure that it looks good and, and converts and is super light or, you know, lightweight as in fast, essentially. So, yeah, speed is just one of those things that, you know, you, you should always be concentrating on first. And so it comes down to little things like let's say you've got a, a desktop version of your website and you've got some beautiful images all throughout it. It really, if you think about it, and if you think, okay, if it's coded to be responsive, um, meaning that it will stack and scale depending on the screen size as it gets smaller, you know, everything sort of stacks down the page, really think about your website, like your user's experience of how important those images are on a mobile view. You might be able to replace the image with just a flat color, you know, and that's going to save a ton of speed. Yeah, so, so a, a lot more web. Okay, so you guys do a lot of custom coding, and I'm sure there's a lot of our clients out there that have you know, things like WordPress sites and other content management system stores and, and so on, right? And a lot of them now do have the ability to not show elements on mobile right so rather than just stacking it actually removes the heavy element from the mobile view so what you're saying is is that it's not just a matter of will the design look okay on mobile but should we make it a little bit more lightweight absolutely yes and look you don't want to ruin your brand uh you know the look and feel of your brand and some images you will need to keep because it will enhance the copywriting and all those sort of things however you know i think if you look at it objectively and think about it from a conversion point of view and does it affect you know the brand look and feel i think you'll find there's a lot that you could remove on the mobile view and yeah like i said before when it comes to coding a website anything's possible you know it's just a matter of directing your developer of, of what you want essentially so yeah the mobile view should be treated really really differently from the desktop top view it's not just a matter of having it stack yeah so so i'm thinking things like background images would be one that you would probably drop i think yep. another one might be you could consider having a lightweight version of an image to deliver to the mobile because a lot of sites can do that today right because yes. you know if you've got something that's designed to show full screen on a ultra hd monitor like a a mac monitor or something like that mm -hmm. you need it to be what 2500 pixels wide yeah that's right yeah Whereas, you know, a, an iPad or an iPhone is never, ever going to be that, that big. Exactly. So, yeah, you can code multiple images for the different screen sizes and then, yeah, they would be mobile optimized images. So you might go from a 2,500 pixel wide image, which would probably be about one meg in file size, 
down to something that's just a few KB, like maybe 20 KB on a mobile when it's reduced to the, the screen width of a mobile device. Yeah, nice. So, hey, listen, before we keep going, right, has Google actually given – because, I mean, they never tell us exactly what goes into their algorithm, but has <laughs> Google given us like a short list of things that we should be considering? Oh, I know that, you know, site speed is a common one, but uh, have they – alluded or hinted to the, the things that they're looking for in the mobile design? No. I mean, look, they. I'm not an SEO expert, but that's certainly the job of an SEO expert. And, and like, it's things that they've discovered, things that they test and tweak that will make the difference based on, you know, hundreds of websites that SEO experts would be testing things on, right? So I, I don't know if they've got an official, and I don't think they do officially release their rules because they're always constantly changing anyway, and they want to, they don't want people to be able to tweak the system, you know what I mean? And and that's how you ended up a few years ago with all those black hat people trying to rank better in Google by, you know, understanding their system. So I don't think they publicly release what they have in their algorithm. You know, I think it's just a matter of build it for humans, Right, build yep. it so that it's easy for a user to navigate and find what they're looking for. Spot on. Make, make the whole user experience simple and easy. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'd be really interested to, you know, maybe we should holler out to a couple of SEO experts and hi to all the SEO experts that are listening. If you want to, if you have some insights onto some tips on this, let us know, right? Because obviously we're working off Greg's knowledge of web design here and, and suggestions for mobile. And I guarantee you anything he suggests will be beneficial to you. But I'd, I'd love to know if people have experimented a little bit to see if they get an improved performance. Yeah, absolutely. And this is it. I'm not an SEO expert, that's for sure. But we do work with, you know, a few different SEO experts. So I'll invite them on the show for sure. So yeah. what's the what's the next tip? So we've got make your mobile experience a little more lightweight, so easy to load. Yeah. And so we, we just touched on, you know, what else you can remove, right? So if you think about it from the user's perspective, right? Usually when they're on a mobile device, they could be could be in a car, for instance. They could be watching TV. I'm not saying they're driving. I'm just saying they could be in a car. They could be in a train or, or a bus or whatever, right? They're, they're usually mobile themselves, right? So they can't sit down in front of a, a big desktop. And, you know, they might just be watching TV. So the point is that they're not really using a mobile, you know, device to browse your website in its entirety like you would on a desktop version. They're really just trying to get some information or trying to be entertained or shopping around. But usually if they are going to make a purchase on something, they would use two devices. They'll do their research on a mobile device, but then they usually go to you know, a big desktop to, to finish a transaction, right? So you've got to think about the mobile device in the eyes of your user and think, well, what do they really need to see on the page? And you'll find there's a lot of elements that you can remove and only be left with a few elements that are going to help them either make a decision or be informed about, you know, the product or service that you offer. Look, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I think that that is changing, right? I think that the old two-step sale with mobile devices is is very, very quickly becoming a one-step. <clears throat> so I think that you need to think about your transactional ability, whether it be you know filling in a <clears throat> excuse me filling in a contact form or clicking a buy now button on your on your mobile device and. You know, you take my wife as a great example. She, 
you know, she does almost all her personal browsing and purchases from an iPhone today. So, yeah. you, you know, I think think about your customer and what they need from the site is, is what you're getting at, Greg. You know, eliminate, is, yeah. eliminate the stuff you don't need. But I, I also think that, you know, measure and see if people are jumping back to the desktop site for the transactional stuff. You may, be, you may have leakage on the mobile because the transaction isn't easy to complete on the mobile. That's right. Exactly right. And you're right. This is the trend. So it's leaning towards, it's still more people are purchasing on a desktop than a mobile, but it will change when people get their mobile version of their website right. And that's that's what we're trying to help with now. So yeah. So if you think about what you can take away, things that you want to keep would be things that are going to help with clarity. Like a lot of people just put so much stuff on a web page that people get confused and there's a lot more to scroll through on a mobile version than what you can see on a desktop version. So just want to keep, you know, the copy, the headline, the benefits, those sort of things. And, you know, if it's a product, it might be the image of the product, et cetera. But things that are going to give clarity and take away anything that's going to, you know, confuse them or be unnecessary for this point, um, even down to, say, the call to action um, button, right? So if you think about a mobile, uh, a mobile, you know, view of a, a product page or something like that, the product call to action button is not always necessarily above the fold when you're looking at a, you know, a product page on a, on a mobile device. And it could be pushed right down the page because there's so much imagery and text and, and what they get, etc. before they get to the call to action. So what we suggest instead when it's on a mobile view is put the call to action in the top navigation for that particular product. So then uh, when they're scrolling on that product, the call to action will be in a sticky top navigation. So it's always in view. Nice. Yeah. I think sticky call to action on a mobile is is a, a huge one, right? Because there is nothing worse than scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through a long page and, you know, either the, navig- the, the call to action is halfway through the page or, you know, you've got to the bottom, you need to go back up and check something, then, you know, you've got to go all the way back to the bottom. Like the scrolling aspect of mobile devices is something that's got to be seriously considered. Yeah, absolutely. And look, we touched on this in our website design trends, you know, post a a few weeks ago. So it's also a trend, but all those trends were focused on conversion. And But yeah, so really, you know, you want to put that call to action in view all the time. And one thing we also touched on was the fact that Google, for instance, on their products that they sell, they will move that call to action to the bottom of the the mobile screen and have it sticky at the bottom of the page. And I think that's a, a good option as well. Yeah, nice. I'm I'm 100% with you on that. What else have we got? Yeah, cool. So also we're on the e-commerce side of things. So if you um, have categories, right, and if you think about uh, on a website, sorry, on a desktop view of an e-commerce site, they usually have like a left-hand navigation of all the different categories they have, right? Now on a mobile device, that could take up a hell of a lot of space. So what we suggest instead is to use accordions for the categories. So you might have high level categories and then you expand them to get to the, you know, the subcategories of that high level category. So that's something that's going to save a lot of vertical space. Yeah, I think that's probably when I navigate a store environment uh, on a mobile, one of my most frustrating things is when I'm trying to jump between products and categories. You know, little things like having when you when you jump to another product or another category, considering having it open in a new tab 
right? That can be somewhat irritating on a desktop. But for me, I actually don't mind it opening mm. in a new tab on a mobile because yep. then I don't have to navigate back. And Because if I navigate back, it refreshes that previous screen. I might not be in the same place that I was before. So that, that's one option. I think the other one is a product chooser type screen that can be accessed from anywhere so gumtree and ebay do that quite well on their apps where you know you can just flick the 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 filtering function bring it up in front of you and change your filtering yeah exactly and that was going to be one of my tips as well to study those big boys you know because they do a lot of a lot of sales obviously and they, they test a lot of things so yeah you can learn a lot from following those larger websites to to work out what they do yeah, look, you know, talking about larger websites, here's one bugbear I have with desktop to responsive mobile, which is when people have text in images and text in graphics and they're set to be easy to read on a desktop, when they go to mobile, it's, <laughs> tiny. it's tiny, right? Yeah. Now, if you actually look at Amazon, right? So Amazon has, if you look at their Amazon store designs, like their, their storefront designs, yep. they allow you to have text within the image and the same with their display ads, but they have minimum point sizes depending on the size of, of the image. So if it's a full width image, they allow a slightly larger minimum pixel size for the for the fonts right? smart and that's one of their rules is it yeah absolutely they'll, they'll if you don't meet those requirements they will reject the design yeah yeah and i think it's critical you know because they're taking into consideration that people are going to be looking at this not only on a desktop but on a tablet and a mobile device um, as far as a, a mobile phone and maybe even a mobile app. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, we touched on apps last week with Jared Robinson. And, yeah, and, you know, it was all about having you know, a good user experience on your app, but they're really, what's the word, like the, the, the platforms are dictating, you know, a whole bunch of rules around user experience. So they've, they've got a really good guide to work with. It sounds like Amazon doing the same sort of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so another thing you can do is have a click-to-call button. You know, if you think about businesses that uh, there might be a bricks-and-mortar type of business and they have a website and people need to try and find them or, you know, it might be a service business where people are trying to come in for an appointment, they might be running late, they want to be able to get on your website and and call you quickly, right? So having a click-to-call button, so it's literally, it says click-to-call instead of displaying your phone number, you just click to call and then it will just, you know, link to the, the, the phone feature on your on your phone and, and just call that business instantly. And we like to put that in a, a sticky top nav as well, depending on the business. Look, I think click-to-call is an interesting one. I, I think people are actually calling a lot less. You might also want to consider, you know, contact us in Messenger, Right, because that's also another way to build another list. Once they join you on Messenger, you can actually market to them through Messenger as well. You know, it amazes me how many people will SMS or instant message over phone and email. These yeah, days. absolutely. And I was, that, that's a really good point. And that's why there's another thing that we've been seeing recently, and that is text us as a call to action. So instead of going through, you know, a third-party app like Messenger, you can just press the text us and that will go to your, you know, your text tool on your phone, essentially. Nice. But you don't have to be logged into Facebook or anything like that to go to Messenger, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's another good call to action. So yeah, what I would recommend just with a sticky top navigation is, you know, generally speaking, you need to have your logo and you need to have a hamburger menu, which obviously is, you know, like when pressed is an accordion for all of the, the pages on your site. Um, but in between that, I recommend having a sticky call to action. All right. So it's probably more important than your logo. Make your logo small, make your call to action obvious and have the have that in the middle and then have the hamburger menu on the top right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you know, go with what is industry standards with menu navigation. Uh, you know, there's nothing worse than trying to hunt to find it. If you, yeah. you know, if you have a top right hamburger menu or a top left hamburger menu, it's, it's nice and easy. Exactly. And if you've got an e-commerce site, that, that um, thing in the middle could be the search box because on an e-commerce site, you'll probably find that it's the easiest way for people to get to your products. And uh, just in general, search boxes add about 20% revenue to an e-commerce site. So it's uh, you know something that you really should focus on for a, a mobile device for your e-commerce. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Great tips, Greg. Is there, yeah. is there anything else you've got in your little black box there? Look, they're the kind of main things I wanted to talk about. It's really to do with site speed and usability. So, you know, some of these tips that we've given here, I think are really going to help a business you know, make more sales and, and give a better user experience for their visitor. So, yeah, that's, that's about it for now, buddy. I'm going to blindside you with an odd question, but do yeah. you have any tips or tools on how somebody could preview their website yes for I, all devices i do so if you go to test my site uh, dot think with google.com oh, we'll have to post that link in the, yeah. we'll post that link in the show notes <laughs> yeah so it, so what that you you put in your url and then it shows it to you in all the different formats well what it does it's a tool by google that will test the speed on a mobile Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, there's, there, there are tools out there too that allow you to visually preview your site in, for different devices, which yeah. I think is it, this super does that handy. as well. It does that as well, but it also gives you tips on, you know, what you should improve. So, yeah, it's a really good tool. Awesome. Well, there's my killer tip. Go to the link that go to the link that Greg just recommended, mate. I, I'm going to go and check our website. Actually, I actually know that Pixel Partners has a has a glitch on the mobile at the moment where everything's offset to the right. So I think I'm going to push forward and get that fixed. Excellent, buddy. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, thank you, Al. And yeah, if anybody has a comment or a question, just go over to therealmagic.com and leave a comment underneath this particular episode. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, listener. We'll see you on the next episode. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.